Welcome to the Smartest Podcast, brought to you by Smartistry.org. The Smartest Podcast is for creatives and artists of every discipline. We'll talk about the challenges and opportunities of creatives in today's marketplace. We'll help you personally, professionally, financially, and artistically to take your creative work to the next level and build a more sustainable life. Hi, and welcome to our next episode of The Smartest. This is uh, Melissa Peck. I'm the founder of Smartistry. So glad to be with you and uh, excited to be joined by our director of media and outreach and our resident extrovert and media guru, (laughs) Maureen Mahoney. (laughs) Well, thanks for having me. (laughs) This is kind of a a role reversal from our first um, episode. And uh, just to kind of recap for anybody who's just joining us, um, uh, in the last episode, we introduced Smartistry um, and talked about the mission and what we're hoping to achieve. So be sure to check that episode out to learn more about um, Smartistry and my background. And today we're going to focus on Maureen's background and get to know her a little bit more. Yay. Does that sound good to you? <laughs> Sounds good to me. We'll see. Right. Great. Else, yeah. <laughs> well, I have some very hard-hitting interview questions prepared. Please, um, I'm ready. <laughs> all right. So, um, I just thought, you know, l- let's talk first about what gets you most fired up about um, what Smartistry is doing, and uh, you know what. Um, what there is for us to do in terms of helping creatives uh, become more financially savvy and build a more sustainable life. Um, what what really uh, revs your engine around that stuff? Well, all of those things, really. Well, you know, t- part of my background is, um, you know, I grew up in the financial services industry, and my dad um, was a, or he is, still is, a financial advisor. Um, and so I spent, you know, summers working for him and his office and kind of learning the ropes of the, um, financial services industry and in particular his agency. Um, but you know, I never really, uh, wanted to do it as a profession. Um, I always was, was a creative, um, you know, loving arts and theater and, Um, ultimately I knew when it was time to go to college, um, I wanted to be a broadcast production major. I wanted to make TV shows. Um, and you know, the way sometimes, you know, life, uh, kind of throws you a bunch of curveballs, and I ended up, uh, (laughs) going into TV news for a couple of years and, um, you know, kind of wasn't quite getting the creative side of things that I really wanted, but still creating TV and being a part of kind of that culture that I really, really enjoyed. Um, but ultimately, it, you know, that that career path wasn't really for me. So um, kind of got back into working, you know, with my dad again after college and realized I kind of knew a little bit about this financial services um situation more than I had ever cared to. And, (laughs) um, you know, I, uh, 
you know, learning and always kind of growing up around the concept of life insurance and, um, you know, taking care of your family and building a legacy, you know, those are some things that are really interesting and they're really passionate of mine. Um, but, um, kind of knowing that, um, I'm kind of getting interested in this, uh, financial world, you know, I'm still, you know, really, um, loving this creative side of me. And I've always kind of been, uh, wanting to create things. And, um, you know, I was taking, I always kind of had to do a side project of, you know, making jewelry. I kind of did that for a while. And, you know, I I have a whole (laughs) toolbox um, of jewelry things (laughs) under my bed that I don't use anymore that I keep wanting to get into. But, um, but, you know, I moved to, I moved to Chicago in, uh, 2013 and, um, you know, I started kind of getting into this comedy scene over here and really started going to, um, you know, watching open mics and, you know, kind of remembering, I really liked the kind of performing and theater. So, um, you know, as a, as a new year's resolution, I signed up for improv classes at the second city just to kind of do something outside of the box. And, turns out it was kind of a, you know, it was a game changer for me in the sense of I met some amazing people and I've learned from some of the, you know, top improvisers in the country. And I've stuck with my improv group for, we're going to go on for five years now. And awesome. um, so, you know, and I know this struggle and, you know, for a while I was kind of like, you know, do I want to do this? And I, um, and I was, at the time I was working for, um, an insurance, uh, life or a property and casualty advocacy company. And, um, you know, I it kind of juggling these, this world of like corporate America versus, you know, silly and fun and doing things you don't normally do in a workplace. So, <laughs> Uh, the subject of comedy and improv Uh, you know that is such a a major part of the cultural and and creative landscape of Chicago Um, and you know I wonder since you are sort of a multi-potentialite multi-faceted creative and professional person what kind of um, lessons or uh, you know, aha moments have come to you through your creative work in improv or in stand up or any of the the um, disciplines that you talked about. Um, you know, what kind of takeaways have come to you f- from those channels that you then apply to the other parts of your life, your um, you know, your daytime work and your um, personal relationships? Even? So, you know, it's funny. Um, I tell people, people always tell me, oh, I could never do improv. And that is so far from the truth, because I really think that everybody is capable of doing it and everybody can do it. And it's such, you know, one of the things that I learned, I mean, right in my level A class at Second City, um, you know, just the concepts, it's like simple concepts of just looking people in the eye and, um, you know, kind of saying yes and just kind of uh, agreement. And 
there were just so many little things. And I, you know, I really kind of on this, like looking at people in the eye, like you don't realize how uncomfortable you are at looking people in the eye <laughs> until you're kind of in a, in a situation where you're kind of forced to look at them and stare at them and kind of read them. And um, that really holds true to, you know, my, you know, every corporate, my day job. And I think that's so true for everybody else too, that you're really learning concepts and, you know, you're you're silly in class and you um, make up a lot of, you know, untrue things, but you got to own it, you know, but it's kind of, you know, in the sense of, um, you know, my, my day job, it really kind of taught me to kind of think outside the box a little more. And what I realized, and I kind of had an aha moment at one time, because um, being in class with some of these people who are amazing, amazing improvisers, but every once in a while, you know, you, you kind of see somebody that you've kind of been really kind of looking up to, and you realize that they don't know what the heck they're doing either. And, <laughs> um, and kind of when you come to that, like, realization that we're all just kind of figuring this out together, and, um, you know, we're, we're kind of, you know, life is just one of those things, you're just kind of making it up as it go as you go along, there's no manual for it. But how do you really, um, you know, how do you really under like utilize that situation and, you know, make it, you know, what we call, you know, there are no mistakes in improv. We call those, those gifts, you know, if you say somebody's name wrong or, um, you know, while you, you know, you don't want to say a client's name wrong, but maybe if you do have that situation, you're going to think on your feet really quickly. How are you going to recover from that situation? How are you going to kind of save yourself from that? Um, you know, and so I think kind of those skills, you know, while they kind of, it sounds so simple, but it's, it's really, you know, you kind of have to think really quickly and, and that's within any situation kind of in that, in the, in any kind of work environment and working with clients and so forth. So, um, you know, those are kind of my top (laughs) things right there. Yeah, you, you. You kind of are sparking some things, you know, to me, um, having worked, you know, on stage and and in the theatrical world, um, what I think that that shares at its purest sense with improv is that you're working as part of an ensemble, you're working as a team. And, you know, there's no I in team. So, um, you know, there's no show if you don't all go on stage together. And um, I think that's that that mentality is something that's so unique to creatives. Maybe we take it for granted even. But, um, you know, I think in in the professional world, in the corporate world, um, there's really an opportunity to seize on that more um, to kind of reframe uh, collaboration by utilizing some processes and skills that are so natural to creatives and, you know, people that are used to being up on stage. Would you agree? You know, and you know, for, for a scene to go well, you know, you have to be, you have to rely on your teammates to make you look good and you have to make your teammates look good. So, 
you know, if you're going on stage and you kind of, if you have, you know, this happened to me numerous times where maybe I have nothing, but I know I, you know, you kind of make that commitment of going out on stage and you're like, so you kind of start doing something and you just, you know, pray to God that your teammate is going to, going to kind of support you and help you. And that really comes into play in the corporate world where, you know, you really have to support your coworkers and your teammates because, you know, if you're not supporting them, then it just, it makes you look bad. It makes the company look bad and it makes your teammates look bad. And, you know, it's not helpful for anybody. So if you come in with that mentality of, oh, I want to be the star. Okay. Well, you know, yeah, that's great and everything, but you know, give, you gotta, you gotta kind of, you know, work as a team and, you know, stand up comedy is a very different medium of like, you're all by yourself and you just got to make it work. But um, that's the one really, one of the things that I really love improv is, you know, when you, when you see it all working together perfectly, I mean, it's just such a beautiful thing to see. And you like almost your like mind explodes. You're like, Oh my gosh, you know? And um, so that's, that's one of my, you know, my favorite things of it. So. I love it. And that, you know, knowing you as I do, it would make sense to me that that is something that really excites you about improv and, and um, you know, being part of a team. I know that you um, are such a service minded person. And, and I think because of that, you also on the, the other side of the coin um, are really passionate about the financial services and, um, you know, heavy emphasis yeah. on services um, and, you know, helping families and what, what insurance and financial planning means to, um, you know, the people that, that we love and we care about. So, um, you know, folks that are following our Facebook um, may have seen the announcement um, of you joining our team. And it, it says on there that you, you call yourself a, oh, an yeah. insurance nerd. <laughs> Tell me about that and, and why insurance and the financial services are so important. I mean, you. I think, you know, one of the things that I just think it is just so important is, I mean, you know, taking care of your family and, making sure that they are taken care of if God, you know, God, if we say, God forbid, if anything were to happen. And, um, and I, I, I just, I think that's what, like, what's such a great, exciting thing about this industry is, um, you know, we're all kind of, you know, advisors and people who are, um, part of this industry are really, just, you know, we're, I mean, we're people oriented and we want to help, um, you and your family, you know, be taken care of. And, um, you know, and I call myself an insurance nerd cause I could talk about this stuff all day and, you know, and, you know, I've worked with advisors and, um, subject matter experts my entire life. Um, so, you know, I can, I know the difference between, you know, I've seen good advisors and I've seen, bad advisors. And, um, you know, I can kind of pick that out, but when, you know, 
you know, really the message is the same. And um, what's funny is, you know, I say I'm an insurance nerd because I will talk about insurance in the most inappropriate locations of all time, <laughs> like dates and, um, and, but I will say, I will say that and I do want to blog about this on how, Talking about life insurance on a first date might not be the best time to talk about these things, but because, but it also, also is, is because <laughs> I, I was on a, on a date with a guy and I had, t- I had just kind of self proclaimed I was like, oh, I'm an insurance nerd. And he, he looked at me and he was just so, so smug. And he said, well, sell me. And I said, well, I'm not going to sell you right now. We're, you know, having a drink and it's a lovely afternoon. And he said, well, you know, all my friends are trying to sell me life insurance. And so, you know, I, I, you know, I've never, you know, officially sold life insurance, but I did, I was licensed in it and um, to sell it. And so I kind of went through the spiel and this guy said, you know, my wife can go back to work and, um, you know, she'll, she can find a job if I die and I have some assets and I'm like talking to this guy and I'm like, what do you mean? When is she going to go back to work? And I asked him that. I said, <laughs> I said, is your wife going to find a job like the day after you die? And he was like, well, no. And I said, well, how long do you think that it's going to take for her to get a job? And I mean, this, I mean, and so I kind of realized that this guy just didn't really, he didn't, he kind of didn't care. And I was like, man, this is a really good conversation to find out who I should not go out with. So <laughs> that's a real that solid is, I mean, it's kind of a heavy hitter, but you know, at, at this point in my life, it's like, I ain't playing no games. <laughs> How much insurance yeah, do you have, me. sir? Yeah. Can I see your portfolio, please? No. Um, I don't care about how much money you have. I just want to make sure that you have life insurance and you just want to take care of your family. That's all I really want to see. Well, you know, I know that for you and me and uh, the folks that we talk to a lot um, on our team at Smartistry, all this, you know, thrown around the, the terms insurance and life insurance mm-hmm. and assets and all that stuff. Um, you know, that's, that's like yep. some buzzwords and, uh, you know, lingo. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm hoping that as we're broadcasting this, um, our listeners are from all different backgrounds and, and um, you know, different phases in their life, whether they are, students or you know new grads at any point and so some of this terminology conceptually is just going to be unfamiliar i mean and it's intimidating too right so i mean hearing about all uh, you know like just the the word asset i'm like i don't have any assets what are you talking about um I, i live paycheck to paycheck you know and you know, but it shouldn't be intimidating. And a, that's what a good financial advisor won't be, won't talk over your head. They're going to talk to you like a human being and they're going to make sure that you understand the concepts. And, you know, even though I grew up in the financial services industry, I'm, you know, I'll be honest, like I'm ju- I'm just now kind of starting to, you know, more, un- you know, understand more about 
money and and other things and mm-hmm. um and it is really intimidating and I kept I keep thinking oh well I'll do this when you know when I get married or if I you know this happens or this happens and I'm like man I'm 36 like I these are some <laughs> I, I should probably educate myself and and I think a lot of people are probably in the same boat and you know and even younger people and I you know and I when I talk to younger millennials um, you know, people who are in their early twenties or mid twenties. And, um, you know, one of the, I tell them, you know, don't make the same mistakes that I did. I mean, save money and you know, educate yourself about credit cards and debt and good debt versus bad debt. While it sounds scary, you know, these are, these are things that we, you know, need to know about. So, um, you know, this is what's so great about Smartistry, and I think this whole mission is, and this is why I want to be a part of this and help advocate for that financial literacy and make it digestible and easier to understand or at least kind of have an idea of what you need to be doing in order to just be, you know, be successful personally or, you know, so um so this is what's really exciting to me because it's really marrying, you know, two of my, <laughs> my passions. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a creative, I'm a right-brained person. I did not, I didn't do well in school. I didn't do well in math. I don't like math, but these are things that are, <laughs> you know, we need to know. I totally agree. And I'm so glad, um, to be, you know, on this journey with you and, and developing the materials and resources that we are developing at Smartistry for all the reasons you just listed. Um, you know, as we kind of wind down our time here, I would love for you to just share, um, you know, some of the things we've talked about, about um, your role specifically, you know, the kinds of people that you'd like to be talking with more, um, and uh, what you're hoping to do uh, as a yeah, part absolutely. of this team. I mean, um, you know, part of my role is um, not only kind of helping develop content and kind of understand the understanding and awareness of what we're doing here, but we're also looking for, you know, partners and strategic partners, as we call it. And um, we're, we're looking for people who understand the art community and the, or the, you know, the creative community and, um, you know, like lawyers and CPAs and, um, uh, I, you know, my, my, it, all kinds of, um, I'm, I, my brain is moving so fast. Your I brain know. is exploding. Yeah. You know me too well. Um, I know. and, um, you know, uh, you know, dentists or, um, or, you know, uh, uh, light or uh, property and casualty, you know, renters insurance and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, to help artists kind of give you, give you some trusted partners, trusted people to work with. And we also know that, um, you know, as, as an artist or as a creative, you, you know, money is super tight. So, um, you know, we want to create these partnerships where you, you haven't, um, ex- easy access to these resources personally. And also we want to help you grow professionally. We want to help you, um, 
grow your business or, you know, be able to sustain your art career, your creative career. And um, so we're, we're actively um, talking with, um, you know, these, you know, people who can really help you um, understand and kind of take your business to the next level. So we, you know, we want people to be able to talk your language um, because we don't, you know, you don't find that it's not easy to find sometimes. So. Right. And I, I do think you hit the, the nail on the head, you know, there's, there's a bajillion lawyers out there, but being able to talk to somebody who, um, you know, is, uh, understands the creative um, process, understands specific needs of creative people, whether that's intellectual property, uh, yep. you know, regulations or, you know, um, space, you know, to, to hold a, a, a gallery exhibition, all these resources. Um, and I'm so, so glad that we have you, Maureen, to, um, you know, spend time building relationships um, with an entire community of people who can serve um, creatives and uh, just foster all these great conversations. There's nobody better equipped to do that. that. You know, it's, it's easy in, you know, in Chicago, there's so much creativity, but you know, we're, we're, we're looking at this like nationally. So, um, you know, not just area, we're really looking at, um, you know, people who can kind of help across the board. Cause you know, just, there's a lot of creatives in Chicago, but there's also a lot of creatives, you know, in, where I used to live in Midland, Texas and West Texas. And, you know, this is, this is a great resource for people to have access to, even in those, in the re remote areas or, you know, looking to like collaborate with other people. I mean, that's another aspect of this is collaboration and really um, just strengthening this creative world. Yay. I love that. That's a great place to <laughs> and, um, I thank you so much. Um, you know, listeners, Maureen and I are going to have lots more great chats and uh, we'll dive in, um, you know, on specific areas of the artistic life. And uh, we've got lots of ideas. So we hope you'll favorite uh, the smartest and follow along with us as we yeah. get into it. Gonna get in. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Maureen. And thank you, everyone out there. We'll talk again soon. All right.